Atlanta's number one radio stations. Swanky 93.3 and The Heat 94.6. Radio stations has you covered. From our studios to our newsroom at KLP Entertainment. Listen on all major audio platforms like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Audacity, Apple Podcast, Stitcher Podcast, Google Podcast, YouTube and more. In the mix. Pass it on. This time of upheaval is causing me to look a little deeper inside myself, looking for some goodness. And this is what I've found. I'm more aware of my neighbor's well-being. I'm saying thanks to those who help keep my life as normal as possible. My mail carrier, my grocery cashier, my delivery person. I find myself caring about others instead of just looking out for myself. And oh, my goodness, does it feel good. Goodness is in you. Pass it on. From PassItOn.com. This is your number one radio station. You know that big bargain detergent jug is 85% water, right? 85% water? I thought I was getting a better deal because it's so big. If you want a better clean, Tide Pods are only 12% water. The rest is pure, concentrated cleaning ingredients. Ooh, pass me the intercom thing. Attention shoppers. If you want a real deal, try Tide Pods. Don't pay for water. Pay for clean. If it's got to be clean, it's got to be Tide Pods. Water content based on the leading bargain liquid detergent. Your number one hit music station. For the ones finding new ways to ensure the job always gets done. For the ones wearing many hats. For the ones who are hands-on, even from far away. And the ones keeping business moving forward. We are Granger, Offering professional-grade industrial supplies, plus real-time product availability and access to experts ready to answer your toughest questions. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Spectrum Podcast. I'm your host, Blaze Ryder, with the latest in world and hip-hop news for Atlanta, and we do hope you guys are gearing up for Christmas season, and if I don't, if we don't, and we probably probably won't do another podcast before Christmas, but if we don't, I do want to say on behalf of KLP Entertainment, uh, Kennedy Lucas that's here in the studio as well, and all of our, our cast and crew in studio, studio uh, D. A very Merry Christmas to everybody out there. We do want to stress this, that we hope that you guys have a fantastic holiday weekend and to stay safe, stay warm, because it's, it's cold here in Atlanta. So if you're listening from all over the world, stay safe, Merry Christmas. But we got to get into the messiness of it all. DJ Envy arrest possible if the radio host doesn't produce bankruptcy documents for ex-business partners company i feel bad i feel really really bad for this brother uh you know we we idolize dj envy and charlamagne the god on their hit show the breakfast club from power 105 so i don't know it really gets me sad when i see 
fellow DJ and fellow podcaster, fellow radio show personality get in trouble? Now, DJ Envy could be arrested if he doesn't disclose documents relating to the bankruptcy filing from his former business partner, Cesar Pena, uh, per Megan Kupnan. Uh I want to say that that is his, uh, his lawyer or maybe a judge. Envy has until January 8th to produce any and all documents requested by the court-appointed trustee opinions. Uh, warehouse LLC failure to comply could result in Envy's arrest and subsequently appearance in New Jersey bankruptcy court. This is really, really bad. Um, now, we all know that our heart is making some drastic measures. We all do know. We saw it on their, their employment job application online that the co-host for the breakfast club radio show application is open so it really this is just it's very sad because i know a lot of people have their opinions about dj and v and caesar uh i don't can't really tell if it was a scam or not but you know it's been on local news so when it's out there local news is out there you know a lot of families who invested into this company thinking that they're going to invest in this teardown house or this building and then you invest and you build it up and then there's equity in there and there's profit there's revenue and you just got to give up money up front and then you end up losing money now not saying this is just alleged so on, on my opinion i don't want to say that this is true because this is, this is alleged until it's proven but i always got to read the facts and i say to a lot of people and kennedy he can contest to this every business person can contest to this that if you are looking into investing in something, always triple read it. Triple read it. Have your lawyer double read it, sometimes triple read it, before you sign off on anything. Because, unfortunately, and then this is just a lead for DJ and V and Caesar, but, you know, scams are out there. People will try anything to scam anybody. That's just the harsh world, the harsh reality that we live in that people do go out there and they do scam now uh like i say i, I hope that this is he, he's able to prove himself innocent in this because it's not really looking good it's not looking good for him it's not looking good for the breakfast club it's not looking good for power one five and it's not looking looking good for our heart obviously our show is uh on our heart as well so we have to make sure that we're not saying anything out of pocket we're making sure that we're keeping our ducks on the row for all of our radio distributions because we can't be cut right so the news comes after Envy uh, recently switched lawyers. Again, not really a good look when you have to switch lawyers mid-trial, right? But the radio host dropped high-profile bankroll LLP in favor of the New Jersey, uh, excuse me, yeah, the New Jersey-based firm, Williams, Braffo, and Stern, LLC, Envy and Pena, along with Pena's wife, are accused of running a multi-million dollar real estate scam that defrauded investors out of any uh, amount of excess of up to $100 million. We all know that type story. Envy has denied all charges against him and has forcefully defended his name. Now, I've seen it, though, to where, <laughs> where you know, DJ Envy is saying, hey, I'm not a part of this. But if, if Caesar did this, then it's all him. So it's just kind of like, I don't want to say that this is kind of like dry snitching, but it's kind of like dry, dry snitching a little right because you're doing everything to save your butt right rather you're throwing somebody under the bus and say hey caesar did it he made me do it i'm out 
you know? So it's just kind of a sticky situation when it comes down to, uh, uh, to, uh, DJ, DJ Envy. Now, Rick Ross continues to troll DJ Envy, and this is a, a quote from Megan, uh, and can, can it, if I pronounce their name right, this is what she says, DJ Envy is a popular radio show, um, a popular radio show, excuse me, let me reread it, DJ Envy of the popular radio show, The Breakfast Club, could be arrested if he doesn't disclose documents, bankruptcy, and yada yada yada, we get that part, now the one person, who has been thoroughly enjoying the whole mess with DJ Envy is Rick Ross. And I can understand why Rick Ross could be enjoying this. Now, if you guys remember back this summer, there was a competition when it came down to trolling each other, DJ Envy and Rick Ross, because they both had car shows. Um, you know, uh, Rick Ross had his car show at his house, and then DJ Envy had a, his car show at a, uh, I want to say at a center up there in New York. Time and time again, Ross has found something new to say about the various twists and turns into the case. And this was a quote that he says here. Uh, Rick Ross says, the 15 names on, excuse me, 15 names on one piece of land, 14 guys, I can't say that other word he used, gonna take a stand. Rick Ross is banned on Instagram back in October. Ross isn't the only person, though, guys, who has been clowning Envy for his mounting legal troubles. However, he is certainly the most consistent figure in the whole saga. Of course, Tyrese hats and choice words are no the famous Joe Button and the Joe Button podcast had their famous words to say about in in these uh, troubling world that he's in right now. I, I really do hope that, you know, I, I never want to see people go to jail regardless, regardless if you're innocent or guilty, you don't want to go to jail. You don't want to go to prison. But if Envy, if they if Envy cannot pronounce and just produce these papers for these people, it's not going to look good for him. It's not going to look good for him. So I, I, I wish the very best for, for Brother DJ Envy, but we'll, we'll have to see what happens later on. Blaze Rider said it best. Happy holidays on behalf of the Spectrum Podcast. It's your girl, Monica Gray. Hopefully you guys are ready for another exciting holiday weekend. I just got to say. So we, we do hope that you guys stay safe. Uh, Kennedy would always say stay swanky as well. So... We just want everybody to stay safe for the holiday season, safe travels if you are traveling. If you're traveling outside of Atlanta, you're traveling outside your home for Christmas time to be with your loved ones. Merry Christmas. Now, the question that I propose to all of our fan base out there in Atlanta and all over the world that's listening to the Spectrum Podcast. And the question that I ask is hip hop dead now this was a juicy conversation that i want to have on the spectrum podcast because as you guys don't know we are a hip-hop world news uh podcast now what happens to the world's biggest genre takes the slightest downturn what if that happens the answer is a repeated history whose cycle can still be broken now i just wanted to pop this into the the, the minds of our listeners if you heard this narrative of the insulting amount, right? 2023 only held a handful of number one hip-hop albums and songs on Billboard charts. These would include Nicki Minaj's Pink Friday 2, Drinks for All the Dogs for two weeks, Travis Scott's Utopia for four weeks, Little Uzi Vert, I can always mispronounce his name, uh, Pink Tape, uh, Rob Way's Nostalgia for only two weeks, and also for songs, 
for the billboards. These are the Doja Cats, Paint the Town Red, one of my prime favorites, personally. Drake and Sills' Slime You Out, and Drake and J. Cole's First Person Shooter, and the most recent one, Jack Harlow's Loving On Me. Now, to our listeners, I, I do want to propose this, this, this concept, this, this ideology, if you will. In 2022, there were about twice as many number one hip-hop albums, and the same number of those number one album tracks in weeks, those hits spent a top of the charts. Now, picture this. If you can compare these previous years, you'll find even larger discrepancies, I would say. So what does this mean for the hip-hop genre? And to all our listeners, I would say, well, many have declared that hip-hop is dead, as a large majority of the success stories came after a significant drought during the year's first half. While this conclusion is mostly informed by commercial performances, rap fans have plenty of other reasons to quote-unquote bury the art form. Original artistic value in expression quality of output, I would say, and some might even say systematic industry circumstances, and seemingly deaf ear to the culture are all fair reasons for this criticism. I know a lot of people had a lot to say when it came down to the celebrities celebrating the 50 years of hip-hop. Uh, me and Kennedy at the house, we talked about this, and I do say that they kind of, it was. it's good to celebrate 50 years of hip-hop because that's a big number, right? I know Kennedy, we went to the mall a couple days ago, and he picked up uh, some headphones. And it was the 50 Years of Hip Hop Celebration Edition headphones. They sound really good, by the way. But a lot of people would say that maybe this is a drought. Maybe this is, hey, they're overkilling the 50 Years of Hip Hop. Because you realize that every award show, every award show, every concert, every exclusive concert this year has been, hey, 50 Years of Hip Hop. In my opinion, and maybe I'm just different, it's good to celebrate the 50 years of hip-hop this year, but we didn't really get to hear a whole lot of artists, OGs, come back with something to expand expand more on 50 years of hip-hop. I mean, you got your typical artists and rappers that has their own thing going, but what happened to the, the culture of having your scar faces? your nauses, right? That's one of the things that we are missing when it comes down to the 50 years of hip-hop. But these are ancient arguments within the space that we've heard against the 2016 XSL freshman class, Soldier Boy, Hardcore Hip-Hop, and more. Furthermore, to our fan base out there, we need to understand what circumstances are different these days and how to craft of rap and sick beats have shifted over the years. So on the years of genre 50 years anniversary, let's take a look at why people think hip hop is dead and why it is actually dead and died a long time ago. Now if you look at, there is a chart here that Adam Dash had posted out there and you're looking at where, and it's hard for our fan base to see, but 50 years of hip hop, the box scores, over the last couple of years, 32% of the population would rock music. Pop music is a good 158 
R&B is a good 15.2, K-pop is 5%, Latin is, Latin is 11, and country is 12. Now when you look at that, you don't have rap in there. Rap is a mere 2%. Two, two Top 100 tours in 2023 genre distribution as part of the Billboard box scores. And rap only has 2%. It's a little it's a little jarring to, to us hip-hop fans. It's a little jarring for that when it comes down to it. Uh, to start with this Billboard number one release met, uh, metric, hip-hop hasn't gone a full mid-year with zero points on the board since 1993, according to NPR's Rodney Carmichael. But rather than only use this best of the best approach within all music genres, we need to look at how rap as a whole is performing in the industry market when compared to other styles. That's scary. It's scary to us and that's why people would say that hey, maybe hip hop might have might have died. I think hip hop is still here to stay. I think people are still going to be making hip hop music. But it's gonna be looked at a little bit different. I think a lot of people now in today's society are finding different ways to make their hip hop uh, records. Now, before we wrap, the highest hip hop first week sales of 2023. And best albums here, and there's a question mark here, these were numbers. So, the highest hip hop week sales, you have 496,000. Travis Scott, that's Utopia. You got Drake at Fat, uh, Fat D. 402 uh, projected this is a projected for Nikki Pink Friday 2 uh, 199,000 so 200,000 uh, Pink Tape from uh, Uzi 167,000 Rob Wave Nostalgia shout out to him because he was here in Atlanta a couple days ago 137,000 right so these numbers they're okay they could be higher but they're just not compared to a lot of uh, release, uh, how a lot of release, and this was covering hip hop by the numbers. That was by the numbers, and I also do think that hip hop artists nowadays they focus on the numbers, not so much of the craft itself. It's like let's fit something out for our numbers. So that is the the mere, mere question. What do you think? Do you think hip hop is dead? Comment below in our forum. We'd love to hear from you guys for sure. That's gonna wrap it up here on the Spectrum Podcast. Uh, we hope that you all have a fantastic, fun holiday, and we will see you and hear you guys back for another Spectrum Podcast next week after the Christmas break. So that will wrap it up. I'm Monica Gray. This is the Spectrum Podcast. Peace.